Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Thursday. For those that are here live, for those that are here any other day you're here, thanks so much for being here. We've been delving into this world of giving, trying to sort of see how it works in our lives. Recognizing that, I hope that the greatest way we can live our lives is by giving. Giving is not something that we do for other people. This is such an important concept that it took me a while. I'm not saying that I live this. I'm just trying to say that I, it took me a while to understand this. That the greatest thing we can do for ourselves is give to others. That the giving is, is our greatest path to our own personal greatness. And what we got to yesterday was the flow of giving. It begins with understanding the desire to be a giver. And if you will, like the frustration that we live in a world where you can't be a unconditional giver because then it won't work. That has to be frustrating for people. For us to be going down the road properly, like everything is sequence, right? The sequence of things is just as important as the things themselves sometimes. If you do something out of order, even though you're, the, the chemicals could be right, the concoction may blow up. And if you skip a sequence, you may not fully appreciate it. So the first step in the sequence that we're building here is the desire to be an unconditional giver. If we don't give ourselves the time to just digest that and we skip to the next thing about not giving fully because we can't, we've missed the entire point. The point is I want to be an unconditional giver. I want to draw this out in my life. I want to bring out what I have inside me and give to other people. I want to live my life. And when I'm done, look back and know that the major- the, the vast majority of my life was in building and growing and giving to people. That's what I want. I live in the world. I live in an environment where that may not be the smartest move. But if you don't begin with the desire to be more of a giver, you can never get to the end. And we get to the desire by just reminding ourselves constantly that I have something inside me that's infinite. And there's nothing that I'm looking for from anyone outside. I am... If I tap into the essence of who I am and share it, I'll get everything that I want in life. There's a certain patience about life, a certain trust about how the world works that is critical if you want to really breathe the life of a giver. Now, once you're in that zone and you start to realize that I just can't give unconditionally to everybody. If I see the guy on the street corner and I give him all my money, it's not going to work. You start to now get into the next level, which we've gone in the past to, which is the level of understanding where to put the restraints, right? If if we want to be a faucet of giving, we want to have the right flow. So if, if the goal of our life is to look at the people that are the closest to us and the people around them and around them and get to a place where we are able to have a consistent flow of giving, we have to measure the, 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 the velocity of that flow. 
So you begin by getting the water up, right? If you're putting a faucet into your sink, into your kitchen, you first have to attach everything to the, to the water source and that there's enough water that's called giving. That's the step one. But then you have to learn actually how to put, put the faucets on. You have to turn the knobs. So you have to know where to put the restraints. Now, putting the restraints on your giving is either going to come because you're like, enough is enough. Or it's going to come from, I want to be a better giver. So let's build this. There are people around us that if you give too much, you actually ruin them. There are people that are our children, are some of our friends. That I'm not just saying it because I'm pretending and I really want to take. If you really think about it and you give, 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 and you never, ever wait for them to give back, you're ruining them. And you're ruining your own relationship with them. They're not emotionally capable to be just receiving from you because they won't know instinctively that their job is to be giving back. Now, if being a giver is the greatest evolution of a human being, then that means that the greatest gift you can give somebody else is inspiring them to be a giver. The greatest gift you can give somebody else is empowering them to be a giver because that is the greatest use of their life too. I found growing up, um, I used to love this. My father would always, whenever we used to go pray, there's a custom to give uh, coins to charity during a certain part of the morning service. My father always growing up, but always as I'm sitting next to him, he would put on my chair or table coins right around the same time because he was telling me, go give that to charity. My father could have given it to charity. He wanted me to give his money to charity. Why? Because he was teaching me how to be a giver. He was telling him, he was telling me, you don't got to get your money now. I want you to get into the practice of getting up, of walking to the charity box, of taking money that is in your hands and giving it away. He's teaching me a gift greater than him giving charity. He's not even giving me the money for me to put in my pocket. He's giving me something greater than giving me money. He's giving me the ability to be a giver. When you are interacting with people, you have to let them be a givers too. And that could be really hard. Sometimes the greatest way that you give is that you give room to receive, right? This happens in my house sometimes when we have guests for Shabbat and my wife cooks an incredible, large, intricate, multi-layered meal. And, you know, some invariably some husband that comes by like isn't in the mood for this and wanted this, 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 it doesn't happen often, but like, you know, particular about this. So like she doesn't look, but instinctively every, I find that every cook instinctively knows who's eating their food. If you know what I mean? Every cook is like looking, going, mm, did you eat that? Why'd you, why'd you leave the tomatoes on the side? <laughs> Uh, she just, it's not, they don't even try. 
they just like they know. I can ask I can ask my wife like a week later, like, um, what did that person have? And she'd be like, oh, well, he ate this, this. And I'm like, you weren't even, you weren't even in the room. You were in the kitchen going back and forth. You were talking to this. You were doing that. You were talking to your friends at the table. You weren't even. Come on. Come on. And every, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Sometimes the greatest thing you can do for somebody is you sit down at their table and you eat their food. You receive because you know that the receiving is really giving. Because when you are able to receive from somebody, you're trying to, what you're doing is you're letting somebody else be a giver and that is really giving. We have people during the whole COVID thing that were givers that email, that have been emailing me during this period of time. And they're struggling because they're so used to taking care of everybody and they get sick and everyone's taking care of them and they feel like they're not givers. Sometimes the greatest gift you can give somebody is the ability to give to you. It's to receive from somebody else. Would you like a drink? Sometimes the right answer of giving is, I'd love one, thank you. Versus I'm good. And so when you think about giving sometimes it takes the form of extension of hand and sometimes it takes the form of opening of hand and so is as you're interacting with people you're not taking necessarily when you're receiving you're taking when you're taking you're taking when the reason why you're doing something is for your own self-interest but if you're in a situation where somebody wants to be of help, and you're in a relationship where you know that the only way the relationship can be healthy, which is so much greater than the thing you're giving, is when there is a give and take. You start to create space for the other person to have their turn to give as well. And so when you're in a marriage, you give unconditionally. And if you've been giving and giving and giving and your spouse has never given you back once, is what to talk about. I'm not saying to do anything, but like you should have a conversation about it. But the conversation you're having could look very much like you're taking, but it's your core and in your heart. And this is very hard to distinguish this. We're talking now about matters of the heart. So it's really hard, but let's talk about it the way it is. And if you can put it into practice, amazing. Is what you're really doing is not going, I cannot believe you didn't. What you're really doing is not storming off the fact that your kids have no respect for you. What you're really doing is not expecting the people around you to be able to deliver the things that you want in your life. What's really happening is you are recognizing that for a relationship to actually thrive, which is a greater thing for that person in your relationship with than the thing you're giving them, they have to learn how to give to. And they have to have the ability to give to. That means you have to express that which you want to them so they can give to. That means you sometimes have to be able to guide people and what's appropriate. And so when you're talking to your friend or to your child, you're not like saying, give me or else. What you're explaining to them is, this is, this is what I think I need in case you want to be giving it to me. Now, when you come at it from that perspective, you're not saying, I need you to give it to me. You're coming out of from a second, you're saying, I want you to know who I am. 
And you can choose whether you want to be a giver or not. But I want you to know me. Now, when you approach your relationships like that, you start to create a world in which you're giving when you're giving and you're giving when you're receiving. And that idea of giving when you're receiving is the hardest thing to navigate. And you know you're there when you don't receive and you're feeling bad for yourself or you're feeling bad for the other person. When your kid doesn't give you respect, are you feel bad, bad that you've been hurt? Do you feel bad that your child hasn't gotten yet what it's like to t- treat their parent with respect? When the person doesn't pat you on the back, do you feel bad that your, your ego was, was hurt and your insecurities were, were, were brought out? Or do you feel bad that that person has received so much from you and they don't yet get what you need? Once we realize, and this is hard, but that's what we'll end today, tomorrow, and then we'll move on. I don't want to overplay this because we could just go into this world. This is the world of God. God is the ultimate giver. So we can do this forever. Once you get to a place where you feel that the life you want is the life you can get when you become a giver and the feelings that we're all want to feel so badly are really just we're trying to get from the world something that's never really going to give it to us what's really going to make us feel at the depth that we want is when we're giving it to other people once we really appreciate that when i'm in the state of giving i'm going to have everything once i'm in the zone of giving i'm going to have everything I'm going to have everything that I want because I'm going to have a feeling that I have that is so much more meaningful. I'm going to be connected to a source that is so much more powerful. And whatever it is that's coming my way will come my way. I don't got to play God's game. I don't got to count. If I'm always looking to see what I can do for somebody else in every scenario, it'll, it'll come back. I'm not going to end up, you know, on the street corner. If I'm giving, it'll come back. Once you're at that place of strength You relate to your relationships in a way in which you're looking for ways to give them at a higher level, which is making them givers in this relationship so that they're giving and you're giving and they're giving and that you're giving. And sometimes you have to actually stimulate that process. Sometimes you have to actually communicate to somebody what you need because they really don't know, especially if they're men, not to categorize all men, But generally, assume that if you are relating to a man, whether you've given birth to him, are married to him, or have have given birth from him, so to speak, he's your dad, or assume that he has no idea at the level that you need, and until it is being spoken in a way that is empowering and benevolent, he will never know. And I can tell you, we can line men up from now around my block and they'll go, no, really, I just don't really know. I, we could do this all day. We can bring on two couples all day. And she'll go, how come you didn't? And he'll be like, no, I'm not kidding. I really, and she's like, but it's so obvious. And he's like, yeah, I don't know why what's obvious to you. Th- I, I'm sorry, I have no idea. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a guy. The, the, the prep for marriage was a dorm room with guys. Like, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. So, and by the way, to be honest, 
I'm not saying women know any better, to be honest. Like, just if you want to call it straight, I don't think women know what guys need either. I don't think they really understand what it's like to be a guy. So they assume things that aren't true for guys. And last I checked, if you're parenting a teenager, you weren't around as a teenager in this period of time. If you're over the age of 40, you did not grow up with a phone attached to you. So you don't know what it's like to live a life with one. We don't really know what's in the heads of the other person that we're connecting to. We don't really know why they're not delivering for us. We don't really know what is it that they're lacking that I see so clearly. We don't know what in the life of our bosses and our employees. You think we know what's going on with the people around us? 10 people in a room, you don't think you have 10, two, 10 totally different worlds? You think you know the insecurities of your friends? You walk into a room and nobody says anything to you? You think that you know if they're looking at you or they're just still worried about themselves? Do you think even they know half the time? The mind's complex. We don't really know what's going on in someone else's mind as much as we think it's so obvious. It's not that obvious. There's a generational gap between people that are 10 years apart right now. It's not, they're not, not living the same world. And I got to tell you something. We don't know what this past year has done to kids. Their minds, their insecurities. No idea. You don't know what's going on in someone's home. You don't know what's going on in someone's life. You have no idea. One time, I'll never forget this when I was young. I, I ran this, I'll never forget this. I ran this project. It was such a big deal to me. It was such a big deal to me. And I called my 10 closest friends and we launched it and I put so much time into it. And I asked them to be there on time and they were. And one guy didn't show up. And it meant, it was a big deal to me. And I, whatever. And it took me like a week to like get over that. Six months later, I found out that his kid was going for surgery. His kid, his little kid was going for surgery. And I don't know how they told me, yeah, we found out at this date. And I went back and I did the math. And the day that I had my project was the night after they found out their kid needed surgery. Here I am, so self-centered, didn't dawn on me that like maybe they're going through a family crisis, that their young son just got diagnosed with something. And I'm like so concerned that he didn't show up. I have no idea what's in someone's life. You wanna be a giver? Let somebody else be a giver. But if you want to really make someone else be a giver, you have to give them something that is even greater than giving. You know what you have to give them? Something called empathy. You got to actually try to see the world from their perspective. Okay, we'll do this with God's help tomorrow. Talk about empathy a little bit. And then we'll close out giving, hopefully, and we'll move on to the next area. I hope everyone's having a great day. Try this a little bit today. 
just a little bit today when you're walking through your day, try to recognize how little you know about the people around you. It's powerful when you realize how little you know. And you start to train your mind to put yourself in someone else's shoes and ask yourself, what can I do to empower them so that they become the best they can be? Even if I know how to be the best that I can be, what do I do to help somebody else in their life be the best that they can be? All right. Have an awesome day with God's help. Can't wait to see you again tomorrow.